0: Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. I'm a journalist, author, interviewer, and broadcaster. But before and beyond all that, I was and I am an Elvis fan. So much so that on the day Elvis died, August the 16th, 1977, my mother phoned my girlfriend and said, will you phone Joseph and tell him the news? I know Elvis was his life and this will break his heart. And of course it did. It also turned my life inside out and upside down. But in what I saw as perhaps one final gift from the king, his death led to the birth of my career as a journalist. After reading seven or so obituaries for the man, I phoned the editor of an Irish magazine and suggested that none of them got even close to capturing what Elvis's death meant to true fans. I asked him, could I at least try to write such an article? He said, OK. I wrote three. And one about the ceaseless source of inspiration Elvis was to me when I was growing up was described by a DJ on Irish national radio, as the best he'd read about Elvis's death. I decided to write a book based on that article. As it transpired, I never finished the book, which was called In Search of Elvis. And one reason the book was never finished is because after I returned to journalism in 1985 as an interviewer, which incidentally I decided to become purely to track down my music heroes to talk with after one such conversation with Leonard Cohen left me feeling positively transcendent. I found that the subject of Elvis surfaced time and time again. Some interviewees, such as Bono from U2, even gave me exclusive interviews about the influence Elvis had on their lives. Maybe someday I'll finish the book. But in the meantime, I've decided to base a series of podcasts called In Search of Elvis on both the original book and subsequent interviews. What follows is one such interview. In this case, a truly memorable and moving conversation I had with Gordon Stoker from Elvis' backing vocal group, The Jordanaires. The interview took place in 1990, and one part I found particularly intriguing. Simply because my father, who was a Sinatra fan, and I often had arguments about who was the best singer. As a teenager, I even got a bootleg tape of Elvis on the Welcome Home Elvis TV show Sinatra hosted in 1960. But Gordon Stoker gave me an insight into the recording of that TV show. And here he tells the tale as it had never been told and has not been told since. In other words, Gordon Stoker claimed that Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack were condescending when it came to Elvis, his musicians and the Jordanaires. By the way, if you want to read some of my articles, check out my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com
1: naturally he wondered how long how long am I gonna be around this guy even when he got out of the service he thought his career was through when he got out of the service
2: Right, really? really? I think that's so funny now when I think about
1: it and of course what was so f- was even funnier <coughs> bless his heart <coughs> Bill Black who had been his bass player for all those years had two records in the top ten when he got out of the service. Uh-huh. You know Bill Black Combo That's was right. yeah, 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 he yeah. was very yeah. big and we all went to a big party down at Elvis's house. When Elvis got out of the service and got his discharge he would all go to a big party and here he come Bill Black and you know big deal you know. You know I'm a big star now all of a sudden you know. And he was. He, was, he had yeah. two of the top yeah. ten Yeah. at that yeah. time. Bill Black yeah. Combo and That's Elvis right. didn't have one. And, and of all things when uh, when, uh, when, when. Bill Black walked up to and said, uh, yeah, man, he said, I always try to
2: help you, you wouldn't let me. That's exactly <laughs> what he said, And he always turned oh, up oh, uh, to <laughs> 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 But did you ever see that side, the, uh, the, the darker side of his nature, which later took over, seemed to take really? over from 70? Uh, yeah, a yeah. Little, yes. I, yeah. I
1: saw, I I saw the darker side, uh, During the Frank Sinatra deals, when when we did that Frank Sinatra show, he 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 didn't think that, he didn't think that he was up to the Frank Sinatra, Sam Davis Jr. uh, uh,
2: caliber that caliber. He he
1: didn't that that he felt that I'm just not up to their level, and I and I'm I'm not experienced to that, Uh, and 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 they put him down a little bit too. Do they?
2: Yes. Quite vocally, or just because of who he was.
1: They could put him down with a look. He was extremely sharp. Right. With if he said something to you and you didn't think much of it or or, or you didn't think much of him, uh, a certain look on your face told him. Right. And he he would it was very obvious. What Sammy Davis Jr. later became very close to. It him, as yeah. Said, but, yeah. but that was just
2: to use him. Sammy.
1: Yeah. That was just just to use Elvis. Oh. Elvis gave him a beautiful expensive ring. Right. And a bunch of things like that. That was just to use him.
2: And what about Frankie and, and, and Joey Bishop and Dino and all those today? Mm, it, it,
1: uh, it was it was a thing that uh, I wonder, I would love to have heard their conversations when they right. we were not
2: around. Right. I'd right. love
1: to have heard what they said when, when they all went over to a bar and we were not right. with him because he was didn't right. break, He would go
2: yeah. to a bar with them. Yeah. Sinatra <clears> had said that rock and roll was a music for cretinous goons. I mean, that's the most famous quote he ever made in the 50s. Said it was a bunch of Hicks were making it, so sure. I think he may have had he his... He thought
1: that we were a bunch of Hicks, I can assure
2: you. And he was there with the clan and that's all. That's the
1: reason that I always give Ed Sullivan, what Ed Sullivan said, I give him praise for what he said about Elvis Presley because I think that was the thing that did more to establish his career than any remark that was ever made about Elvis Presley. When he walked over to us on the set, yeah. that's the first time I guess we'd met him.
2: Yeah. You
1: know, with our first show, he was sick.
2: That's right. show he even.
1: walked over. That's the first time we met him because right. uh, Ed didn't show up for the dress rehearsal for right. Monday He only came for the real show. Right. Good job if so you can get it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time we met him. But you know he walked over right. to us and shook hands with him. And you know my boys are always kidding me about. It. I was standing directly between Ed Sullivan, and Elvis, and my yeah. boys would always say the big three. All but right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway uh, he said, this boy is right. really all right, this boy, right. You know, he made the remark, and of course Ed, Ed Sullivan was like God in those days, sure. said, People, yeah. people loved Ed Sullivan. Yeah. and he did more to, uh, to strike a good name for Elvis Presley
2: right. than one person. Did, is it not true that Elvis said that on stage when he was given a summation of his life in 69, and I'm going out of the side of my mouth, you son of a bitch? I, know, I didn't, he said, he said what? That Elvis thought uh, maybe Ed was being hypocritical that this was just for show, and he's kind of saying out the side of his mouth, son of a bitch. That he no. didn't mean it. No, that's I, I, no. I, right. it was genuine. Listen,
1: we made an, a real impression on Ed right. Sullivan. Let me right. tell you the reason, what, the reason I think that. Two years later, my wife and I were in Miami at the Hilton Brew Hotel. And uh, uh, I don't know what Ed was doing there, but he was there, he was standing over the, out by the bar, by the swimming pool. We talking to two or three men. And I right. said to my wife, and we were sitting out in the sun, and I said to my wife, there is Ed Sullivan, and I have got, in some way, to get around, to weave right. myself around, right. and speak to him. I, you know, I expected him to say, you know, get lost, get out of my sure. way. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have been disappointed. And he said, yeah, hey son, get yeah. out of my way. Yeah. But I didn't. I, 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 but he didn't. I mean, I walked straight over to him when I got a chance. When somebody kind of loved him, they're talking. I walked over to him and stuck my hand out. He said, I know who you are. You one of those questions, boys. Shot me to death. Two years later, right. with as many men, as, as many he's. people, as this man sees, he knew who
2: I was, I'll right. never forget Right, it. right, right. Mm-hmm. I think part of the thing I read though, maybe Sinatra, I know Sinatra hated rock and roll, he thought it was all bass. Right. And also, you I mean, you've got to talk about the stuff that Tin Pan Alley well, had to not the a rock and
1: roll
2: song. Well, that's the, that's the other side of it, yeah. yeah. He knew it was beyond his capability. Right. Right. And when he tried in the 60s, he starts doing things like right. Winchester Cathedral, he, he made a mockery of himself. Right. But there was also the thing like yeah. Tin There's nothing pa- wrong with that.
1: When he sings his pair, what going oh, to he's
2: see? beautiful, yeah, Which no, pair? no, but what, with what he does, but that doesn't mean he should put down anybody That's else exactly. that doesn't do well, what well,
1: he well, does. First, you can
2: it in, man. Go ahead. Right. No, but I just have two readings, just to kind of su- suggest to you out of that one. Number one, the power base in music had been Tin Pan Alley before Elvis and everybody moved it down south. Sinatra mm-hmm. had a lot of money invested in, in the music business on every level, and right. also I believe he had to pay out of his own pocket part of what Parker was asking for that show. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe he, had, you know, he had his own personal well, financial Sinatra, reasons to but be.
1: Sinatra knew also that uh, having personal, I'm not sure what kind of a rating he'd get too.
2: He desperately needed that at the time, he didn't
1: he? Needed, and that that's so
2: it was, as long as it's broad. Right, Elvis uh, Sinatra then recorded "Love Me Tender" a couple of years ago in tribute to Elvis. Would you accept that as a real tribute, or what? did he change his mind throughout the years?
1: Well, uh, Sinatra had, had had to to uh, recognize the fact of. Uh, what Presley did for right. the music scene period. Right, and there's right. many, many things that, uh, right. that, that, I, that I'd like for you to mention on behalf of Elvis. Sinatra ever, never demanded that that uh, uh, whoever played the piano, whoever played the organ, whoever played the drums, the vocal backing, uh, who, who, the, who was the engineer, who, right. who made
2: the picture in right.
1: front of the album. Right. Presley it was Presley who fought tooth and nail to get, he said, "I want everybody who works on this album to get credit on the back covers." And in the beginning, that, you know, they, they didn't want that. that. They even, you know, he wanted our name, Elvis Presley, with the Jordan Ash to be on the recordings, right. and even RCA right. went by out. On the very, if you pick up a, right now, you pick up a, a recording of "Don't Be Cruel" and Hound Dog," and our name will not be on it because right. he could he, he fought Steve Shows. And that was such a hit, he said, I want the damn name on my record when the next record come out. And, and, and on the second record, right.
2: it's there.
1: It's there. Right. that was this guy fought for it. Right. This guy fought. Right. It. Right. He was the first person that insisted that all people's names be mentioned on the back of right. an album. And I can assure you, Frank's not ever.
0: Hi, Joe Jackson here again. I thank you for listening to this edition of the Joe Jackson Interviews Podcast. Don't forget. You can subscribe to my podcast on a range of podcast services such as Podbean or on YouTube and thus be informed of future episodes when they're released. And you can check out my articles on my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com.